Aloha friends. There's been quite a bit of work putting together this interview and chat with uh, our dear crafty friend Deb. And I hope that you guys will be able to overlook a couple of the different splices and a, a couple of incidents where there's a bit of background noise. Keep in mind that I am here on the East Coast and Deb is way across the pond. And we still were able to sit and chat about knitting and crocheting and craftiness, her love of paper goods and paper art. So I have my fingers crossed that you will imagine this as a walk through the forest where we're pushing our way through shrubs and jumping over little ravines and, and having to climb through some, some things, some brambles, to find our way through to the other side of a great campsite. It's definitely worth listening through, but I do ask that you listen to this chat with a gentle ear and no short amount of grace towards the two of us as we um, chat about things that Deb is enthusiastic about, things that she's learned, and just how she got her start in crafting. I know you'll enjoy your time with her, so give a listen. All right, my friend Deb, we have moved to chatting without the video for just a bit to see if that will help our friends um, hear from you best. So if you don't mind, would you share with us again, as you had started, the way you got into crafting and how one craft just kind of naturally led you into another and another and kind of give us your autobiography in craftiness. Yeah, of course. Um, said I, I was taught to knit by my nan and my gran um, from the age of eight. Um, my gran had a little bit more patience with me, so I tended to go to my gran if, uh, if I was stuck. <laughs> and she also taught me how to read patterns. And so I, I probably learned more from my gran. But I used to go around to my nan's every Saturday while my mum and dad were at work. Mm -hmm. uh, she used to babysit us. And I always remember Shirley had a tiny house and there was myself, my brother, sister, my nan and granddad, all in this tiny lounge-cum-kitchen. And uh, she used to sit there teaching me to knit, and my granddad would have his old black-and-white movies on. And <laughs> oh, such good yeah. memories then. Yes, yeah. Um, and really, I knit all the way through my childhood, um, probably up until my teens. Oh, wow. Um, and then I, I stopped for a while. And then I decided I was going to knit my husband a jumper. Oh, wow. <laughs> but he wasn't my husband at the time. Um, we were both 18. So he was my fiance. Oh. And I made him this big, baggy, goofy jumper. Picture of Goofy on the front. Oh, Goofy is in <laughs> the him. Disney character Disney Goofy. Disney Goofy. Oh. And he actually wore it. <laughs> 
I don't think I would have, but he did, bless him. He did, he wore it. <laughs> that is hilarious. I was thinking you meant like goofy, silly, but like goofy. What? It was goofy, silly. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh and, my goodness. And then, of course, when I had the child, well, when I was pregnant with Jodie, um, I started knitting baby things for her. And, and then I went to a, a craft show in... Birmingham which is near to where I live and I saw cross stitch so I picked a couple of cross stitches up and that was sort of my new hobby oh wow which I, I really enjoyed um and then it just moves on from there I kept every year I'd go back to the craft show and every year I'd see something new that I wanted to try <laughs> um and the one year I saw this this man and I'd never seen anything like it before it was called heat embossing and he'd got this rubber stamp he was stamping onto some card he'd sprinkled some powder got a heat gun and it was like magic um and I was fascinated by this so I must have stood there for an hour watching him making all these different cards with embossing powder um and then that's when I got hooked on card making and when you say you got hooked you actually really got hooked oh yeah can you tell us how that really um entered in your life and how that really went off with a bang (laughs) yeah well I started off, I'd bought um, the embossing set off him. So I'd got a couple of stamps, an ink pad, some embossing powder. And I didn't actually buy the heat tool at first. I just used to do it over the toaster. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which is <very> safe. <laughs> so <laughs> I did buy an embossing tool. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I used to go to a craft shop and I'd see all these pretty papers. So then I started buying the papers and um, more ink pads and print stamps and and my craft room now is just full of papers stamps and whatever you can think of to do with card making I've bought it oh wow well um actually I'm gonna interject here because uh, I don't know a lot about card making and I know people are always genuinely stunned i wouldn't say surprised but they are stunned when they find out all the different things that are applicable to knitting the stitch markers the uh, needle cases the uh, project bags so when i think of knitting i know just from personal experience how there's a lot of different things related to knitting for someone who doesn't know a whole lot about card making and stamps and, and such, can you share with us what a card maker's stash would be and kind of just, just share that with us so we could understand uh, when, for those of us who don't speak your language? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, well your, your basic um, card making would be obviously card you'd need your card Mm -hmm. some pretty papers um inks um stamps it it, 
rubber stamping, they're basically little images, could be anything from flowers um, to words, sentiments. Mm-hmm. Um, you ink it up with an ink pad and stamp it onto your card and the image comes out onto your card. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very easy. That's okay. probably one of the simplest card making techniques that there is. Um, and then you could go on and start buying lots of, I've got a die cutting machine, oh which my. is, um, <laughs> you, you buy dies for it, metal dies, mm-hmm. which you put some card on top of your, your metal die, run it through the machine and it cuts out whatever shape you buy. It could be anything as intricate as doilies. Oh, um, wow or as simple as a square, it'll cut out a square, a circle, whatever dies you've got, mm-hmm. you can, you know, put out whatever ever you want, and um, which I used a lot. I make wedding invitations, and I use my die cutting machine a lot for that, oh. cut out hearts and different borders, um, different shapes. So then you have the the die machine that I'm assuming this is what I'm thinking. It kind of leaps off and then you get to buy pencils and colored pencils and I'm thinking glues. Oh, yeah. Yeah. um, Do we also buy stickers? (laughs) I do use stickers occasionally, Mm -hmm. but I do tend to make my own embellishments now using my die cutting machine. Oh. lace ribbons i love to make flowers whether it's with paper fabric um you can put anything onto a card really Um, so it's like a little haberdashery shop when you walk into your craft room (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes it is (laughs) and so you Uh, and buttons i love buttons oh i do too i love 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 buttons (laughs) So now um, you actually got quite um, quite involved with um, stamps and such. Um, that actually became a little bit more than a hobby for a while, wasn't it? Um, how do you mean? Um, and this was just, sorry. No, I, I I thought, and this is something I wanted to share with the viewers. I thought. Um, did I read on your blog or in your bio when I was putting it together that you actually worked for a stamping group? Oh yes, I did, but it wasn't. It what I was paid in stamps rather than cash. But yeah, I designed for for um, a stamp designer. Oh, okay. I actually made I made the cards um, for her stamps. Okay, so, so that would be. The equivalent of being like a sample knitter. Yes, yeah. Okay. I made some cards with her stamps. That's right, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then, all right, Deb. So you are a, a, an artist with yarn and with knitting needles. You're quite good with the needlework or embroidery cross-stitching. You moved into paper crafting, which is one of the things that you're teaching at Camp Aloha Friends, um, some amazing artwork with paper. Now, you crochet as well. 
I do, yes. <laughs> oh, I'll give anything a go. <laughs> do you sew? I've just started sewing, yes. Um, I've uh, only small things like um, little pin cushions. Um, I made my little niece um, a skirt, a really pretty skirt. That was cute. Aww. And I've just cut out a top for myself. I haven't got any further with that, though, um, uh, but I will. I will. I'd like to get into sort of the more dressmaking side of it, mm-hmm. but I'm not that confident yet. Well, I'm sure you didn't start off super confident in any of the other things, did you? No, you that's just started. true. That's true. Yeah. Excuse me. Oh, bless you. Excuse me. Thank you. Um, so if we were to see you today doing stuff, today this very day and we weren't chatting you and I but we were uh, a fly on your wall what are we going to be seeing you do today what is something that uh, or what what are you busy with at the moment probably knitting um at the moment I'm knitting a a pair of stripy socks um and I think you probably know stripy socks are quite addictive. You've got to get to the next (laughs) stripe before you stop. (laughs) So, yeah, most days you will find me knitting. Um, And then I might, you know, I might suddenly feel, oh, I'll go up into my craft room. Uh, I've got a birthday coming up. I'll go make a card or uh, I might fancy sewing. It, It all depends, but you'll find me mostly knitting. Ah. Now, you just finished crocheting a blanket up just recently didn't you um was that a crocheted blanket or was that the knitted blanket i'm knitting um, a baby blanket at the moment um a stripy bright colored uh, okay that one's knit okay that one Mm. but I, i have got a crochet blanket on the go but um i haven't done much crochet for a while i must um start that again I'm I've been crocheting little hexagons to join together ah you can crochet the hexagon so it's not mm-hmm. like the hexy puffs it's no you can crochet um yeah it's quite simple very easy and then you sew them together um yeah for a blanket as big as you know, as many hexagons as you want really we have a little bit of a drop here in the chat with Deb but the part that you're missing is her talking about being inspired to really be a do-it-yourselfer how she's cognizant of things around her that are beautiful that she can actually create so let's hear what she has to say creativity I was thinking like I could go to the the shop I could you know go shopping see this jumper and think oh I could make that so I'd come back and I'd look through Ravelry see if I can find a pattern similar or I'd go into a homeware shop see a a vase and I'd think oh I could buy a a plain vase and I could do something like that do it myself so when so yeah so when you're out and about you actually will see things and instead of thinking hey I'm gonna buy that you see it and you're just like yeah. wow I could make how can that. I make that <laughs> yeah, yeah. Has, it, has it always been like that for you were you like that when 
when you were a new mom? Were you like that when you were a teenager? Do you remember your family being like that? Is it just something that's always been that way for you? Like that's like total do it yourself yeah. right there. Yeah, I've I've always been creative. Mm-hmm. Um but funny enough, none of my family are at all. Um <laughs> none of them do anything um creative so apart from like I said my my nan and my gran they were knitters but apart from that there's only me um who who does these things so but yeah I I can walk into a shop and mm -hmm. see something and think yeah I I could do that I could make that wow so you are um when it comes to craftiness you are actually not um easily swayed you see something you are going to give it a go and try it have have you had a lot of success with that um mostly I mean there's there's been the odd thing that you know it hasn't turned out right but um YouTube is fantastic um to to learn anything um so I tend to go on YouTube if I get stuck or, you know, I'm not sure what I'm doing. I'll go on to YouTube um, and you can normally find some video to show you how mm-hmm. to do it. So um, mostly successes, I would say. Okay. When has been a project that you've done that just made you squeal with delight that you were over the moon about? And it doesn't have to be like the Even Star Shawl. I mean, it can be anything. But when you were done you felt that pure joy of, I love this, whatever it was. Can you share with us one project that you just have that stands out to you that you're so stoked about? Yes, and it's actually a crochet blanket going back to to crochet. Um, I did a really large, uh, probably six foot by... Four and a half foot um, <laughs> ripple blanket, and I can't even remember how many balls of yarn it took, but it took a lot of, of yarn. Six and foot, it's so by four heavy foot. and warm, um, and I love it. Um, we're going camping uh, this week, so that's coming with me. That'll keep me nice and warm in the tent. So, <laughs> so now, what was it about so, this project that you love so much? It's it was very therapeutic it's called the ripple stitch and it's very repetitive and it was just great tv crocheting and you just got into a rhythm of it and Mm -hmm. yeah just really loved it and it come if we went away for the weekend or um we went down to the beach it was always there with me so I worked on it a lot around lots of different places and Mm -hmm. So I suppose it's got a few memories there as well. Do you um, do you think that you'd be able to snap a photo of it and allow me to put it on the blog so our friends could see it or also provide a link? <laughs> I'm sure you blogged about it. Yes, I mean, yeah, I probably finished about mm, probably 18 months ago now. It was my first big uh, crochet project. Aww. I hadn't really that been uh, crocheting that long so so that was a big deal yeah so I'm 
yeah, yeah, quite proud of that one. <laughs> so it was my first big project. <laughs> now, um, because I find that so many people hear about others' joys and they think, oh, you know, everything has been so easy peasy for her. Do you mind sharing with us a project in some sort of crafty capacity, whether it's knitting or crocheting, uh, could be uh, card making, paper crafting, something that you've done that did not turn out the way you thought it would and just kind of how you adjusted, whether it was something that it doesn't necessarily have to be something that you ruined, but something that just wasn't going the way it felt like it should be going and just how you, how you learned from that and made lemonade out of it instead of sitting there with a sour lemon in your mouth. Um, this is the one question I couldn't really think of anything. Um, Oh, I mean, wow. I've made, if I'm, if I'm making cards, there's quite often I'll, I'll spill a drink on them. Um, <laughs> silly things like that. And I, like I ruined the whole card, but I think, oh, well, it's a piece of card. I'll start again. Um, In... My only thing that I, the only thing I can think of, um, I've recently took um, a spindle class. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just really haven't got on with that. That is one craft that I don't seem to be able to pick up. So I suppose I'm a bit disappointed with that. Now, when you say but, that you're disappointed in it, um, and it's because it's not, you know, it's not gelling, it's, it's for whatever reason, you still have a long way to go before you become confident mm-hmm. in it or the muscle yeah. memory. Um, when this happens, you know, you're you're not enjoying it because you're not there yet. Are you more inclined to, you know what, I'm going to set it aside and I'm going to stick with the things I like? Or are you going to show that spindle who's boss and make it work? You know, <laughs> I'm just curious as to how, how you're going to approach this. Well, at first I thought it's not going to beat me. Um, and I did, I kept practicing and I did end up with 25 grams of, of spun yarn, mm-hmm. but I'm not enjoying it. I think the bottom line is I don't enjoy it. Like I enjoy the other crafts that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly I, I know immediately if I start a new craft that I'm going to enjoy it. Um, but I'm now, I'm just not gelling with spinning. So I don't think it will be something that I carry on with. And now, just so, because, I'll you I, I, and I think this is important, and I hope you don't feel as if I'm I'm picking on you, because what I, I'm really hoping that as you're very candid and sharing with us, that people will realize that every craft is not for every person. Um, and it, it sounds like that you have a real healthy attitude towards your not your discipline just the fact that you know what I'm not digging this spindle right now um do you feel disappointed or do you feel like you know what I have a million other things I could be doing um I did feel disappointed but no I think I've got so many other hobbies that I can be doing and that I enjoy 
that I mean I'm I'm not saying I'd never go back and give it a go mm-hmm. it's it's there waiting for me when I'm ready and I probably will give it another go and you never know next time I might I might gel with it that's a good attitude to have yeah. that's a very good attitude to have all right what is your um what is your favorite thing right now that you just feel like I want to do this? Um, is it a, is it a pattern? Is there a yarn that you're just like, ah, is there some paper that you see that you're just like, I'm going to do this. What is something in whatever craft it is that you are now just so eager and ready to start? Or are you the type of person that you've already got something on your plate right now? And so you're just eager to finish it. Well, at the moment, um, I've recently found out that I'm going to be a nana. Yay! And we've also just found out. <laughs> yeah, it's exciting. Um, I've also just found out the last week that it's going to be a boy. Oh. So um, I'm eagerly looking for lots of uh, little baby boy patterns at the moment mm-hmm. um I have I have started uh, before we knew um what she was going to have I have started um, a little vintage baby cardigan um I found a, a vintage pattern from the 1950s a little oh. unisex wrap over cardigan um so I have got that on my needles at the moment what yarn um, are you using but- for that um it's miller mia um 100 merino sport weight in oh, white white beautiful very very soft oh. perfect for um but now i'm eagerly looking through all my pattern books now for little boy cardigans <laughs> do you have one that um i know you're doing the one that's the vintage one but do you have one that you're just like oh I see this one and I really want to do that one. I know there's so many adorable baby things out there. Yeah, I think the first one I'll do, it's a a Debbie Bliss pattern and it's a little cabled. It looks like a little cricket V-neck cricket jumper (laughs) cable. I did my baby nephew one and he looks adorable. So I'm going to cast another one on. (laughs) That's so cute. Aww. Well, you have shared so much with us. I'm just wanting to ask one more question. All these things that you share, um, you share on your blog. I know you share your your um, crafts by way of, of knitting things for people and giving them uh, to them. Is there something that has um, happened through knitting um in your life just that you see that there's a a a real benefit for you with knitting um does it give you something as you give out to other people through your blog and, and through these other mediums that i've just said do you feel like you're getting something out of it and what that is that you get out of knitting um, oh yes, I've made so many new friends through my craft, whether they're virtual friends or um, f- 
friends locally to me. I've I've made a lot of new friends through through crafting. Um, I've got card making friends who I see regular. Um, I've got my knitting friends who you know I, I see regular, and and it's all through um, the craft that I've met them. I would never have met them otherwise. So yeah, that's that's probably one of the biggest joys of crafting is is making new friends and mm -hmm. the social side of it as well oh that's neat now do you um i know you mentioned that you have a lot of virtual friends but for all the different crafts that you do um do you have groups that get together for those as well like is there uh, in in your area where you live are there uh, knitting groups that you could join in? Do you have crochet groups? Are there are there stamp making um, nights? I mean, <laughs> I'm just um, curious. There's not, now there is a group I go to. There's not, um, there's not any knitting groups at all um, by oh. me, but there's actually a group, um, they're called Crafty So-and-Sos, um, so as in S-E-W. <laughs> um, and it, it's basically um, it's twice a month on a Thursday evening, and you just turn up with whatever craft you're doing at the time. It could be knitting, sewing, uh, card making. Um, there's quite a few of us, and we're all normally doing something different. Oh, wow. um, so we we meet up there twice a month, which is fun. Yeah, as I say, do you get to to walk around and see what everybody's doing? Is that yeah, yeah, that's the joy. Yeah, we, uh, we you know got our tea and biscuits, and we'll have a wander around and see what everyone's up to. And, oh goodness, how yeah, fun! Yeah, and and you get a lot of inspiration from other people and their crafts. Aww. so you've got a, a grandbaby on the way that you get to knit yeah. for, and <laughs> yeah. Um, you're going to be teaching this summer at Camp Aloha Friends. Uh, you yeah, blog. that's going to be great fun. Yes, I'm very excited about that. I, I think people are going to really love the um, the inspiration they find from you. And you blog. Now, do you try to post daily, weekly? Can you tell our listeners that um, aren't familiar with your blog if they, after listening to you, are just so stoked and want to keep up with you, what they can expect from your blog? Um, yeah, I always blog on a Wednesday and a Friday, mm -hmm. um, and then if there's anything else going on, um, or if I've done anything that I want to share, then I'll I'll blog, um, maybe Monday or you know Sundays, so uh, at least twice a week. Oh, good! So they can keep up with you and see what maybe. you're doing. Yeah, All right. Yeah. Well, everybody, that is our time with a fantastic friend and a great teacher, Deb, who you can find on many different places. I love seeing her on Instagram as um, Tink Hickman. Um, and she is really just so gifted. The projects you guys will be doing with her, I am sure will catapult you forward in thinking of paper in new ways. The last project that we do with her is going to be something incredibly special, something that I think 
actually, I know you will really benefit from it and keeping it with you and for Camp Aloha friends as a wonderful reminder. And though I love all the things that she's teaching, the last thing is by far the one I'm most excited about. So a big mahalo nui loa to Deb for her help in all the work that has gone into Camp Aloha Friends. So be sure that you visit her on her blog and comment in the sections where you find her teaching this summer for camp. All right, friends, campers, everyone, see you by the campfire again soon.